You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. The Mandatory Samson Podcast coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in, ironically, New York. That makes plenty of sense. Welcome to the program, everybody. My name is Chris Flannery. I'm joined, as per usual, by my friend Joseph Anthony Noe the Third, and across the table by my other friend Andrew Anthony Noe the Third. Also producing the program is Little Joe Harari, who's probably going to chime in on something we talk about later in the episode. We'll see what happens. He's not going to say hi. Okay. Uh, welcome to the program, everybody. Thank you to everyone that's been commenting and joining the conversation on SoundCloud. We we love the comments. It's great. We're going to get into a few of those comments based on a conversation we had last week. Mm-hmm. Some of them were directed at Andy, and I'll give him a chance to respond to those comments. Nice. Uh, pl- listen, right now, if you're listening, thank you. We love it. Subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud. So when the episode comes out, every... Thursday at midnight, Friday morning, whatever you want to call it, you know, you'll be well aware that this episode's out. So pause or do whatever. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Thank you. If you already have, you're doing all you can. I really appreciate it. We got a good show lined up. Mm-hmm. Last week, we got very heavy into the Freddie Gray stuff, Yeah, which I think was necessary and important. We're going to give a little update on the Freddie Gray stuff. Uh, charges have come down, and we're going to talk about that briefly. We mm-hmm. don't have to get into the whole thing. I also have some like media criticism stuff. There's a clip. This is what I was alluding to that little Joe might get involved with. There's apparently, according to some websites, a rape joke, quote, rape joke in the Avengers movie. Mm. So I brought a clip from that that I want to play, and we'll get into it. We'll decide whether that's a rape joke or whatever, and we can get into the controversy, quote, controversy there. I also want to get into this uh, situation in Texas, the shooting that took place at the Draw Muhammad contest. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's, I feel I have complicated feelings about that whole thing on both sides of the issue. The the woman Pamela Geller who put the event on. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts about her, and I also have some thoughts, obviously, about the the Muslim dudes or the Islamic extremists that show up and kill people for drawing a cartoon. That's that's also something I have feelings about. So we'll get into that. Also, at the end, I definitely want to get into the John Jones thing. Uh, which we were going to oh, talk yeah. about last week. We were ran out of time. There's some other stuff. I have a video of a bird that I think is pretty cool that might play the audio of. Yeah, I'm not okay. even going to get that. Oh, and also we had on Twitter, somebody sent me a good article that we can get into briefly. Rutgers University mm-hmm. is trying, they're the Scarlet Knights. Their student government passed a bill to diversify that that mascot. What a knight. Well, he's white and has blue eyes. So they were thinking Rutgers is a pretty diverse campus. They're thinking about diversifying the mascot. So we're going to get into that, whether that's a good so idea, whether it's a bad idea. Knights? They could be. They could be the Asian Knights. I don't know. We'll see. Or just the diverse Knights. The diverse Knights? See, the, I'm, I'm confused. Ethnically you... ambiguous Knights. Hey, Joey. Yes. Write down titles, or I swear to God, I'll break both your wrists. <laughs> ambiguous Knights? Yeah. Multi, yeah. Multi, whatever I said. Okay, good job. You already missed the first one. Congratulations. Hey, by the way, did yes. you, this is my question, last yes. week we played the clip that was sent to us uh, of the guy that sounded like you yes. rapping. 
me and Andy and you on the podcast discussed what you would possibly write a rap about. You agreed to do that. Mm-hmm. Andy wanted it to be sexual, highly sexual yes. in nature. I said, great. I'd like that as well. Include something about the Koch brothers. I'm very excited to hear this rap that you wrote. What Do you have it? Do you want to do that right now? I do not have the rap for you. Uh, production w- didn't go as planned, and I apologize. So I hope to call on my um, producer and work on something more tight for you because I don't want to give you a product that's not worthy of your time. <laughs> what? What you were, but you were, you agreed to write a freestyle. I know, but things to happen. write a freestyle yeah, first of all, you don't which, need... which is an oxymoron in and of itself. Well, whatever, you but don't write a freestyle. But, but so what happened? What did your pen run out of ink? You have one pen. You can, you can. I what just... happened? I don't understand what you're saying to me. I'm saying that I don't have it. That's infuriating. That I sounds apologize. like I don't have my homework, and it's not a good excuse either. Like, oh, what, what are you going to get in touch with, Boy Wanda? Who's going to produce this track for you? What are you doing? I don't know a boy wonder, but if there's anybody out there and uh, Joe just pointed to himself, can he help me? No, probably not. What are you doing with that? <laughs> you're, you're moving the this guy's moving around the camera angles and shit. So, Joey, I don't understand. So why did you agree to do it if you weren't going to bother to write the track? Because I thought I was going to have more time and I didn't. You had I, one week. You know, we record one, every Thursday. Uh, one week. What do you wasn't mean enough, you thought you had it more wasn't time. enough time for me to give you an excellent product? Here's what's going to happen. It's six minutes exactly on the clock. Yes. At 15 minutes, no matter uh-huh. what we're doing, you're going to freestyle rap about the Koch brothers and highly sexual whatever. Oh okay? My God. So if you thought that seven days worth of time wasn't <laughs> enough, nine minutes is going to be a rough go for you. But at 15 <laughs> minutes, you're going to rap. Do you understand? Yes. D-Ace? Is that what you said? Oh, yes. All right. Oh, yes. 15 minutes in, Koch brothers, highly sexual. Joey's going to be rapping. Andy, good idea? Sure. You had all week. Yeah, you did have one week. I know how that goes, though. It's like, you're like, oh, I got I got a week, I got six days, I got five, four, three, two. two yeah. one, and then no days. Y- yeah. You know how long it takes Jay-Z to write an album? Four hours. I'm not Jay-Z. No, you're not. Does it only take him four hours? <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Lil Probably. Wayne's put out uh, fucking 10 CDs in, in... In a year? 16 hours, yeah. yeah. That's true. All right. So, Joey... Uh-huh. Get ready. Yeah, I'm working on it right now. I want to get into a couple of these SoundCloud comments that we got. Because we got into this whole welfare conversation last week. We had a little bit of a disagreement about it. Fine. Some of the commenters, I appreciate what they had to write. So I'm going to say them. I'm going to read their comments. I'm going to say them. I'm going to read the comments. We can talk about those. And then also, I got a link that was sent through one of the comments that we can kind of get into the statistics about welfare. Because I think it's just important to put a little bow on that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, some, no, you know what? You don't worry about it. I'm talking to Andy. You write your rap song. Okay. And you have less than 13 minutes now. One of the comments we got was from, I believe you pronounce it, Nika Taylor, who's a listener of the show. She's always commenting, and I really appreciate it. She, her comment is as follows. So I love the show. This one was very insightful. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Going to the conversation regarding welfare. I work in the welfare system, and I speak with and see clients who are not on drugs or alcohol, who are employed in full-time, jo- full-time jobs but literally don't have enough to feed their children. It's a huge misconception that these people are using and abusing the system. Of course, there are people who lie and cheat, but that happens everywhere, which I totally agree with. Mm -hmm. And she says, maybe, Andrew, you could step outside of your family situation and realize that not everyone can rise above the circumstances. Fair enough. Let me read the other comments, and then you can just respond blanket to all of it, okay? And I don't want it to feel like an attack, but I feel like people commented because they feel strongly about it, and let's talk about it. Bateman Vision, who's always commenting, 
the belief that people on welfare are spending their money on drugs is the biggest lie against welfare. Most people on welfare are normal families. A majority are also white, which no one associates with crack, which I think you did bring up. What? That the majority of people on welfare are white. Yeah. To your, you know, in fairness, you did say that. He says, which no one associates with crack, which furthers the racist sentiment behind that thought. True. If welfare recipients should get drug tested, everyone that gets money from the government should, including students, the elderly, government employees, politicians. I love that point. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, and I think that that totally makes sense. Uh, Another comment from EZD, who's always commenting. What's up, man? So then, now that they don't have their benefits, what happens? I guess what he's implying is if you drug tested them and you would take benefits away, if they failed the drug test, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have benefits. He goes, they have to get money some other way. Very few have current job skills due to unemployment, and the government has reduced job training, not to mention people with job skills can't even get jobs themselves. The problem isn't the people on welfare. The problem is the system forcing them on welfare, despair, alcohol, drugs. I agree. I think Mm -hmm. if you don't have opportunity, I think we talked about this, if you lose hope, yeah, you're going to turn to shit that's not good for you because what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Nothing's really working for you. All right, fair point. And then another guy who always comments, R in quotations ACB, uh, says there are multiple states that have drug test programs for welfare recipients. And the results have shown that welfare recipients have very low positive test results. I have uh, some of those results. We don't have to get into the whole thing, but basically... States are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to drug test people that are on welfare, and they're getting back like 48 failures out of thousands of people that they've tested. So it's kind of a misnomer. I understand where your point is. How do you, how would you respond to the people that are, uh, what they're saying to you here? Hold on one second. What is that fucking humming? Do, do you hear that? Yeah, I hear it. Why is that? It's got to be your computer. Okay, I lowered it a little bit. Okay, cool. Okay. Good. Uh, what? <laughs> based on the comments, based on some of the statistics I just read, do you have something? Does it change your mind a little bit? Do you have anything to say, like, to not necessarily defend yourself, but like as a response to that? Then we can kind of move on from this. No, I mean, I believe in what I said. Um, and I agree with, like, well, if you're going to drug test just people on, if you're going to drug test people on welfare, you should drug test everybody who gets a government check. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. That's fine. Um, what do you do if you take the benefits away from people who are on welfare if they're using drugs? I don't know. That's their own issue, I guess. Um, well, I think that's the fundamental disagreement probably where I think people who are at risk, whether it's because they're on drugs or they're on drugs because of the situation they're in or because they made bad choices or whatever it is, I think I, to me we can't just let people fall by the wayside. That's how you let a society go to shit. And that's how you let cities fall apart. Like, that's what happens when you go, well, they're done. And it's the same thing we do in prison. We talk about this, where yep. it's like, we got to kill them, just put the, lock them up, whatever. Yeah, but the idea should be, let's see how we can get this person to be the best version of themselves as possible. And I think that that should count across the board, you know? Sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, anyway, so I just wanted to read some of those comments because it's a good conversation. Uh, Joey's got about three minutes till he starts to rap, which is going to be great. Um but I figured we'd get these comments out there because I appreciate everybody commenting. This was a really good episode for people to get involved. And there you go. So that is what it is. I want to get into a Freddie Gray update. But you know what? I mean, we're going to be interrupting it in a couple of minutes. Andy, do you have something that you want to jump into real quick before uh, Joey wraps? Um, 
I mean, you. I told you I had... Well, I think one exciting thing that we should acknowledge, I know we're going to go heavy into it next week, is that the NSA can no longer or is no longer allowed to screen our phone calls, which I think is cool. I don't know how long that's going right, to last say, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. that. But that is exciting that Snowden, what he did, is finally starting to get at least a little bit of traction. Absolutely, yeah. We talked about it a little bit before the show, I think. Yeah, we talked like about he's it. He's got to be happy. For sure, yeah. You know, like yes. finally, like this wasn't all for naught. No, and it's part of the conversation, and you can't over, you can't overlook that. I mean, it's ridiculous people that kind of don't look at him as somebody that did something important. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, clearly did. Yeah, and I guess the uh, the prop two fifteen, which is the what they were using under the Patriot Act, right? Like for to make this legal, was set to expire in June, I guess. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, so they're gonna have to revote it then. And I know not only did Bush reinstate it the past couple of years, but Obama did yes, also. Yes, it keeps getting renewed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I hope they, you know, they realize that this isn't necessary. Right. Well, we'll yeah, we'll have more. Uh, we'll because de- this came out like light last night, like today. I was yeah. reading about it, so we'll have more next week, definitely about this. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's- I think that yeah, I think that's a very exciting thing and finally snowden can get some like relief that yeah. you know i did something and now it's something's actually happening from it um the other thing was just the chemical bombings that have been going on in syria that have yeah. just been kind of getting ignored which is just kind of annoying to me a lot but, of the shit that's been going on in syria gets ignored yeah especially northwestern syria is where they've been getting hit like these attacks and like they're to the regularity of people recognize the sound of the helicopters yeah. coming and like know to go for cover and like they're dropping these chlorine bombs which i guess you know chlorine's not illegal obviously right but it is illegal to use as a weapon in Syria. Right. So they're having all these conversations about, you know, how are we going to get this? Because it's the government doing it. Right. Like, well, the U.S. Very... killed a bunch of civilians, actually, too, over the weekend. Yeah, they did. Like, uh, it's just a mess. Uh, it is. But, um, but yeah, it's the Syrian government is dropping these chlorine bombs on these, like, six small towns in northwestern Syria. And they're, like, basically all they have are these... Um, like not even government workers. They have like volunteer workers yeah. who are trying to help the situation and who are trying to get like samples of the bombs and stuff out to other governments like the United States and France and England and shit. But becomes because it's not coming from government officials or like, you know, officially licensed people, all these all this evidence is just seen as circumstantial. Yeah. So yeah, there's well, basically yeah. there there's nothing they can do is essentially what they're being told. Perfect timing. We're going to take a break from this for one second. 15 minutes. Joey, go ahead. Hit it. Yo, yo. This is my freestyle. No, 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 no. Yo, yo. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to clean your face with a mop. I'm the co-host on the Mandatory Samson podcast. I bet my voice sounds like a bomb blast. I hate the Koch brothers, but when I laugh, it sounds like hyenas. Did it rhyme? I have a huge dick. I want to be in a porno flick. I'm single, and I'm ready, and I'm looking to mingle. Noe, out. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uh all right i mean okay I'll i told it. you listen i i said if you gave me more time i could have came back i gave with you a, better a full product. a one a one full week that wasn't bad no, for right, nine that's minutes like so a week could have been yeah why why couldn't you have just done that i'm asking for another week to really right. really really yes, have it all right please that's fine i mean that that should give you confidence you did a nice job there the bomb blast that was not that was, bad that was pretty good not bad all right, so you're impressive there. All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Do you happen to know any DJs or anyone who can help me on this? 
Yeah, we, yeah we'll little, figure it out. Little Joe Herrera is probably going to help you. Do auto-tune all the time. Yeah. I, um, oh, okay. <laughs> we can do it at my apartment, actually. That would be really fun. Oh, my God. All right, so we'll talk about it after I do, the show. Yeah, all right. Nice. I, I'm going to be a rap superstar? No. Oh, um, all right, <laughs> so here we go. We got a Freddie Gray update. Obviously, we got really heavy into it last week, but a lot of stuff uh, came out since then, and I want to get into a little bit of that. Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby has charged the six officers in the death of Freddie mm-hmm. Gray. One of them has been charged with murder. Two, uh, two of them have charged with assault, and three of them have been charged with manslaughter. Okay? So those are the charges that have come down. We're going to get into that in a second. I want to say they also have figured out what actually killed Fr- Freddie Gray or what gave him the injuries that led to his death. Because last week we talked about how some people uh, in conservative circles were saying that he hurt himself, yeah. that he was intentionally trying to break his neck, and that he probably had spinal fusion, fusion surgery a week beforehand and other erroneous nonsense that just doesn't make any sense. What actually killed Freddie Gray? Well, he suffered a broken neck when he was left shackled at the feet and handcuffed, lying face down in a police van, I and his it. head slammed into a bolt in the back of the van. That's what killed him. Not that he was trying to kill himself to what? To get the cops in trouble, you insane fucks. Like, oh. So that's what happened to this poor guy. Uh, died a horrible death. Or, you know, suffered a horrible injury and then ended up dying a week later. See, see my question is, I feel that all the officers should be held uh, culpable. I, I don't get why only one of them being, is being charged with murder and the other one's with manslaughter. Well, so who put him be... in the van? Who drove the van? Oh, who was okay. there? You know, I gotcha. It's yeah. a whole whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's fucked up, but what we've talked about on the podcast, that's what we guessed happened. It's just logic. He's mm-hmm. not throwing himself against the wall. If he's shackled and no, handcuffed and everything. And uh, d- the one thing that they always, um, that they always argue is um, because of, like, su- suicides in, uh, in maximum security prison cells, like, where they, they don't have access to anything, like, they can't hang themselves, they can't do anything except right. for maybe jump onto their heads onto concrete they they have proved numerous times that that is like in fact the hardest way to kill yourself to bring yourself to actually do it is next to impossible to jump up as a human being to jump up and make yourself dive headfirst in the concrete your reflexes just they it just won't let you do it so Hmm. yeah I mean, take that for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, of course. Also. Well, I read this s- man probably wasn't throwing himself around the back of a van in the hopes to break his own neck. No, it's impossible. They, I read an article where it's like this: the injury he has is is synonymous with, or whatever, very highly associated with a, a high speed car accident. Like, yeah. that's yeah. what would have to happen. The speculation is that they gave him a quote rough ride, which is a problem in Baltimore that's happened before. Yeah, where they mm. put people in the van intentionally, the way they did with this and guy, throw them around and fucking drive around like assholes, which. That's what happened to this poor guy. So, okay, great. Marilyn Mosby, this is a quote from her. She says the arrest itself was illegal. Police had no cause for detaining Gray, not even for possession of a weapon. The knife they found in his pocket was not a switchblade and thus was legal under Maryland law. Quote, no crime had been committed by Mr. Gray. I will say this. In the sake of fairness, a police task force is arguing that the knife was actually illegal because because of the length of it or something. The length of yeah. it, or because it had like an assist. It wasn't exactly a switchblade. It, it was has one like of an assist. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but clear, like that's obviously not the point. But they're going to try to argue that anyway. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you didn't have to arrest him to begin with. I also want to get to something later about the arresting officer Brian Rice because we talked about they made eye contact. Yeah. That's not exactly clear that that's what happened. Okay. Uh oh. I want to just say this. I read an article in The Atlantic, which is a 
good article. It's not like current event news, like mm-hmm. the breaking news stuff, but it's like they'll get into the issues a little bit. I really like reading The Atlantic. There's an article called Can the Baltimore Prosecutor Win Her Case? And people are saying, and in this article they talk about, that she overcharged. That prosecutorial overreach is very common when it doesn't hmm. involve the police. It's a standard thing yeah. in criminal cases where they'll trump up the charges and then oh, go for a okay. lesser charge. It's not usually the case with the police. They'll charge them with what they think truly is you know, what they could yeah. get them on, but then it's never actually what they get them on because it never works out that way. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because she went above here. So they might get some convictions. They might not. We'll see what happens. People are, people are saying it's going to be unlikely to get a conviction yeah. in these cases because it's a lot of circumstantial shit. We don't know. But in any event, okay. The other thing I wanted to get into, to that point, experts are cautioning the convictions are unlikely. According to the Maryland ACLU, police involved killings from 2010 to 2014. There were 109 total killings that involved police. 75 of the black victims were black. Okay. All right, so that's a majority. 45 of those people killed were unarmed. Huh. Of the 109 cases, two officers were charged. Two out of oh, 109. Bad. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, it is bad. That's bad. This case, okay, they are charged. We're going to have to see what happens. That's the thing. It's good that this happened. It's good that people feel like justice has the potential to be done, which I think is what anybody can ever ask for. That's what they were hoping in the Darren Wilson case Mm -hmm. and the Eric Garner case. There's another case. Let's see what ends up happening. It is what it is. Okay. Plug into this thing. What's the matter, bud? Nothing. The final thing I wanted to get into, because I just think that this is like interesting. It's circumstantial, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. The arresting officer, Brian Rice, who was the lieutenant... Uh, I have some of some of his backstory, some incidents, because we talked about it a little bit, but it got a little further now into like kind of the mindset of this guy, which it begs the question, why is this guy a cop still? Like, how how could he possibly still be somebody that you trust with a gun and a badge and all this shit and give him power? Internal review, but go ahead. Huh? Uh, There should have been an internal review. Well, there was. We're going to get into it. Not even just about this. This is the last. This is like the final straw in a, a whole series of things. Uh, he's the he's been charged with manslaughter. He's one of the guys okay. been charged with manslaughter. We talked about that he made eye contact with Gray. Yes. Turns out the wording of that is wrong. The wording that is official is <laughs> oh. actually <clears throat> caught his eye. Oh. Okay. Freddie Gray caught his eye, which means what the hell does that he mean? saw Freddie Gray. He saw Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray didn't see him. That's the whole story. Oh, oh look, a black kid. He's running. That's it. That's the whole story. Oh, that's There's a black different. kid running. Oh, that caught my eye. Right. Like anything. Would. Oh, so Freddie Gray wasn't the one who looked him in no. the eye and then ran. Oh, that's a totally different Caught thing. his eye is a totally different phrase than looked at me. me caught and then my ran. eye. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Okay. This guy. Which I'm sure is what he meant to tell everybody at first. It just slipped his, you know. Yeah, it's, he, you know, it's just whatever. It's just a little mess up. Yeah. I didn't mean it that That's way. That's a huge Yeah, it's a huge difference. <laughs> right, it's a huge difference. Because it's what the whole fucking thing is based on. Yes. Like, oh, he's. He, he looked, looked me in the eye right. and he ran, so I chased him. Exactly. That I believe. But, no. oh, no, black kid running. I saw two black dudes standing on the corner. One of them just started running and I saw it, so I chased him. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh,. This guy, Brian Rice, was reportedly given an administrative suspension 
after being hospitalized for a mental health evaluation when he warned he was preparing to shoot himself in April 2012. Ah, that's good. Andrew McKeeler, the husband of one of Rice's ex-wives, he has three ex-wives, I believe. Nah. Karen McKeeler said in her in the court filing that Rice forced one of Karen McKeeler's young children to, quote, shoot a photograph of her and her husband that Rice had, quote, taped to a piece of cardboard intended for target practice. It's unclear whether he actually oh. had them shoot a real gun or not. <laughs> But it's still a weird thing to put into the head of your like ex-wife's child, right? Your kid. It's yeah. Weird to do that. Two months before that incident, Karen called the husband, uh, Andrew, to tell him to protect himself and her five children from Rice because the lieutenant had called threatening to kill himself. So that's the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a weird one. And again, this guy's a cop. Yes. This guy's a cop in charge is of that protecting protect and, and serving. Serve, yeah. Right. Rice was ordered to stay away from McKeeler, his home, and his workplace after a series of alleged confrontations, including one armed standoff in June 2012 when officers from two police departments responded to a 911 call and spent 90 minutes defusing the situation, which to me that seems kind of like a big deal, right? Like that doesn't happen every day. So this is his first wife or his last wife? I'm confused. I don't know what Wait, which wife auto this is? one is. Oh, okay. She's st- oh an ex-wife. Well, because if you ask me, I think he likes her the best. I totally agree with you, Joey. You're right. Mc- you're great. Absolutely. Yes. He's a little. <laughs> he might maybe maybe he's a little obsessed with this woman. I don't know. McKeeler alleged Rice was screaming and smelled of alcohol during the 2 a.m. confrontation <laughs> in front of McKeeler's house. Oh, God. He said his wife later said Rice told her he planned to kill McKeeler during the June 2012 encounter. "Quote: I witnessed Brian Rice remove a black semi-automatic handgun from the trunk of his vehicle." Oh. Among other alleged incidents detailed in his complaint, McKeeler said Rice bombarded him with, quote, harassing and sexually explicit text messages <laughs> sent on his police department issued Blackberry. So, oh, yeah. This guy's a nut, okay? This is the final straw in a series of bizarre incidents where why are we allowing this type of person who's clearly unstable to be a police officer in obviously a high pressure scenario in a neighborhood um, in Baltimore? Baltimore yeah. Right. Yeah. What what is that? But that doesn't come up. Like that doesn't factor in. No, no. It's no. probably the black dude with the legal knife mm-hmm. just running, caught a psycho's eye, and then ends up with a fucking broken neck a couple of, like a half hour later and dead. That's his. That's on him. Yeah, it is. Okay, that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah, no, Chris, you're being crazy. It's all. I, I, you know, look, I get these crazy thoughts. Uh, oh, <laughs> we've just been handed a note from little Joe Harari. Can it be shared with the group? Yeah, the Cisco delivery I was waiting for finally got here. Okay. Cisco, a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful company. company. Thank you. Polar Seltzer Raspberry Lime. Uh, this is what I'm drinking today. It's quite refreshing. I really enjoy it. And I'd love for a Polar Seltzer sponsorship. I think Andy's probably going to show up his Ethica underwear. Can we see more? Yeah, I'm just, it's a laundry day, so I'm just, laundry wearing, day. I'm just wearing the grays, but classic, hey, I love them. It works out. All right, Polar Seltzer, Pol- blah, 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 Polar Seltzer, Ethica, thanks for being there. We, we love, love you. We love you. All right, uh, so the next thing I wanted to get into, and please stick around for the, the stuff we're going to have after this part. This part's interesting because I think we can get into a good conversation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've been very structured the last couple of weeks because there's been like... There's been a lot. News, yeah. like we have to get to. Yeah. This is news, but I think it's more like we can have a more of a free flow. The lighter side of the news? It's not necessarily the lighter side. Yeah, maybe. We, we'll see what we can do with it. Uh, but stick around because this, this Avengers clip is interesting. We're going to get into and all this other stuff. All right. The Muhammad art exhibit shooting. Did you guys hear about this thing yeah. that took place yes. in Texas? All right. 
I have a couple of like background, just like information, then we can get into it. Two, uh, it was built as a free speech event. First of all, it's a draw Muhammad art exhibit, and I'll get into the whole specific. Uh, see, okay, here's just something I don't understand. If one party knows that it's against a religion to draw somebody Muhammad, because you're not supposed to draw Muhammad, and you purposely set up an event to kind of like draw the person you're not supposed to, isn't that kind of hating on free speech a little? It, it, it seems mean. Okay, let's hang on that thought. Fine. We're gonna, that is the exact conversation we're going to have. But let me give the okay. details and we're going to get into that exact conversation. Two gunmen opened fire outside the community center where the, quote, Draw Muhammad art contest was held. Uh, one of the guys, Elton Simpson, and another guy, Nadir Sufi, which is kind of a cool name. God rest him. Uh, <laughs> Allah <laughs> uh, rest him. Uh, Elton Simpson. This is what's interesting. Before we get into any more of this, this guy, Elton Simpson, was on an FBI watch list since 2006. He was arrested in 2009 and 2010 by the FBI mm-hmm. for allegedly trying to travel to Syria to join a terrorist group, which, by the way, let him go. What difference does it make? Let him go to Syria and join Because if he comes back, it's a problem. He's already here, and he was a problem. Let him go to Syria. He's never coming back. Okay. So he was given three years probation for the allegedly trying to go to Syria to join So him. he's on the FBI watch finish. list, and they gave him three uh, Well, they probation. gave him three years. Pro- this is the thing. They gave him three years probation for trying to go to Syria to join a terrorist group. They can't prove that until he goes there. They stopped him. So all he has to do is be like, no, I was just going to Syria like or whatever. He, so he got probation. So this guy's been on a watch list fucking i say let him go he's never coming back meanwhile why why weren't you watching him this day (laughs) when he shows up with a gun okay the event now this is where it gets interesting because this is where we're going to have these the conversation this is where the the paradox of this whole thing takes place before wait before we get into that isis has claimed responsibility for this wait what for the first time this is the first time isis has claimed responsibility for a thing that took place in the united states there is no material link between this guy and isis but on twitter they were like they were oh, just championing it. Exactly. They were like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. our dude. Right. <laughs> Which, smart move by ISIS, you would feel, right? I mean, like, why wouldn't you stoke that yeah, fear? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I guarantee you they had nothing to do with no, this. No, definitely not. But, of course, take credit for it. Yeah. Al-Qaeda did it. That's like, tech, that's like terrorism 101. Of course, you take credit for it. The same way that Bush takes credit for everything or Obama takes credit for everything. Whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. take credit. Even if you had nothing to do with it. Clinton, whatever. Bad example. Doesn't make sense. The event, this Draw Muhammad event, was organized by Pamela Geller. Okay. Pamela Geller is of the American Freedom Defense Initiative mm-hmm. and the Stop Islamization of America group. Which sounds like a hate group. The Southern Poverty Law Center has described her and this group mm-hmm. as a hate group. Um, and I have some quotes in the email that we'll get into. She's also responsible for the New York City bus ads that have gone out, which I have some pictures of those, uh, which I'm going to pop up right now. Yeah, if you guys are you watching my daily motion. Sure. This one says, killing Jews is worship that draws us close to Allah, Hamas TV. That's his jihad. What's yours? <laughs> These are ads that she wants on the buses in New York. In any war between the civilized man and the savage, support the civilized man. Support Israel. Defeat jihad. She's Jewish, incidentally. And then there's another one that says, Islamic Jew haters. It's in, oh, Islamic Jew hatred. It's in the Quran. Stop the hate. Okay, so this is the type of work that she does. She was also championing. I'm not the hate. She was also championing championing getting rid of the Ground Zero Mosque, which wasn't a real thing. The Uh, Ground. 
Never mind. <laughs> the grounds. The grounds. Well, that really left. got away from us, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah Kurt which Metzger, was... great, great dude. Check out his joke in White Precious. Oh yes, yes, Lost. yes. Kurt's terrific. You should check out White Precious. Really funny. But anyway, but so that's her deal. I want to read a cut because this is like the dichotomy of yeah. These guys shot people because of a cartoon. This asshole wants to draw the cartoon, hoping that they'll get shot so she can keep making fun of Muslims or whatever she's doing. Okay. These are some of her quotes, and then we can just have a discussion about it. Islam is not a race. Correct. This is an ideology. Mm -hmm. This is an extreme ideology, the most radical and extreme ideology on the face of the earth, said Pamela Geller on Fox Business. Uh, Obama is a third worlder and a coward. He will do nothing but beat up on our friends to appease his Islamic overlords. So that one goes, that one veers a little, that one veers right a little. Hussein, and then it says in parentheses, meaning President Obama, is a Muhammadan. He's not insane. He wants jihad to win. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't think that many westernized Muslims know that they pray five times a day. They're cursing Christians and Jews five times a day. That's uh, What? You don't think that's true? I no. believe in the idea of a moderate Muslim. I do not believe in the idea of, a mod- of moderate Islam. Okay. Now, do I see everything through the prison prism of israel no i don't but i do think that it's a very good guide it's a very good guide because like i said in the war between the civilized man and the savage you side with the civilized man if you don't lay down and die for islamic supremacism then you're a racist anti-muslim islamophobic bigot that's what we're really talking about and then she says the media is self-enforcing a sharia under the sharia you cannot criticize or offend islam so you get an idea where this chick is coming from and a lot of that shit is off base the problem is some of it is true. That's the problem. That's the problem the with right this whole con- thing. In the right context, it's no, true. No, in any context. No, some of it's true. Like, you can't... Well, go ahead, Joey. You brought up the point about... <coughs> like you said, you think it seems mean on okay, her part, no, no, right? Okay. Uh, fr- from what I understand, you have someone who is a hater, who yeah. is hating on another group of people and you're saying pamela geller is the hater is is a hater who's also hating on people right okay and i believe in free speech but there is a line and obviously i'm not the person to design that design the line where is the line exactly where i'm asking you where is the line? i don't know where the line on free speech is but she is going after a group of people because she wants to i guess well, she well, I guess she has a. She's Jewish. She yes. is obviously very pro-Israel. Mm-hmm. She has a particular point of view that has been labeled hatred by yes a ton so, of groups. But so you're she going has a point to hold an event, uh-huh. asking people to draw somebody that millions of people do not feel is their right to draw. I'm not Muslim. Yes. I don't care. Okay, which is a totally reasonable response to that. Yes. I feel like okay. You're right. What she's doing is provocative. Yes. She, however, see, it's a frustrating thing. Little Joe, did you have something to say about this? No, why? Oh, I thought you reached over to the I thought you were going to try I was just moving. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, you look so cute. It's good. I, I love you guys. Um, here's the, here's, this is the, the catch 22 of it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, bro. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. What is the thing? Uh, you want to respect people's religion. Yes. You want to give people the ability to practice their religion, yes. not feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Great. I also feel like if people want to practice their religion, it should impact no one outside of that religion negatively. Thank you. Okay. It can yes. only be That's a positive. Fine. If you're going to be religious and you have your own faith, great. 
any impact that it has on somebody that's not in your faith or doesn't believe in God or believes in a different God or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you should only be able to help those people, not hurt them. Yes. That is not, to, that is sometimes an issue that we have in the Muslim community. Not everybody in the Muslim community, but for whatever reason, when you get to this like radical point of view, there's certain individuals that go yeah, out of the way that go out of the way trouble, and yes. it, and they use this religion as part of the rationale, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's something about that religion specifically. Yes. It doesn't happen in the other religions anymore. To that point, to that end, though, the okay. other, on the other side of it, you have this woman who you know, mm-hmm. right, is not trying to promote free speech. Okay. She's trying to put this stuff out there to get people to overreact to her. Yes. So she could point at them and be like, see? But even though I think she's an asshole, why? Why would they overreact? Like, she shouldn't be able to get them to overreact. You can, That's true. You could draw Jesus all day. You can put uh, Jesus on the cross in a jar of piss and call it piss Christ. And you know what? Worst case scenario, people are going to protest that they're not going to shoot you in the head over it. Worst case scenario, it's hilarious. Yeah, or it's a beautiful piece of art that, I've, that I have. I have a replica. I made it myself. Great. I took a little bit of a paper towel <laughs> roll. Mm-hmm. I drew a little Christ on it, and I, I peed in a cup. And I leave it on my desk. That's it smells weird, but it looks cool. Awesome. You understand my point, though? Like, yes. what, there's, it's, you're on, it's an impossible thing because they should not be shooting anybody. And they, these two guys, and anybody in Islam that thinks it's cool or whatever mm-hmm. would do the same thing. They should not be shooting somebody because you drew a cartoon. No, I'm absolutely glad, not. I'm kind of glad the police killed them, to be honest. I am too. Fuck off. Like, yeah. those people, that you're done. You're, yeah, you don't like, need to be part you. of this. You're out. On her side, yeah, she's an asshole, but what she did is the way less asshole than what they did. Because what the she's doing... The guys who committed the shooting. Yes. Yeah, sure. Because what she's doing is words. And she's, quote, blaspheming against something that she doesn't believe in. Anyway. Which yeah. is her right to do. Like, you yeah, can do that all day. Yeah, I just... As long as she's not trying to stop, which she is, this is the thing, she's trying to stop Islamization. So yeah, she's, she's not her, going to. She's she a fucking no wacko. She's, but... She should be able to, she, the Muslims should be able to practice whenever they want, whatever they're doing. But again, it shouldn't negatively affect anybody. And if I want to draw Muhammad because I don't fucking believe in Muhammad, then I can do whatever I want. He's not my God. He's no, your God. That's oh, it's such an annoying thing. It's a frustrating like, Just believe issue. in what you believe and leave everybody else alone. Like why? Like if you believe in what you believe in, why are you concerned that I don't believe it? Like uh, you're, you're good with your God. You're going to your fucking safe place after this life. Fuck off. That's the point. And that's what's disingenuous about people that anytime you criticize a religion, particularly uh, the Islam right now. I don't because, give a shit. No, let me finish. But it is. But particularly right now, people will call you Islamophobic. Bill Maher gets a ton of shit. Sam Harris, who make good points about it, and people don't want to talk about it because they go, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. <clears throat> a, they're scared that they're going to get killed. That's number one. That, that is undeniable, okay? Two, because genuine, nice people who are Muslim do get the brunt of the shit, which they shouldn't. They, they get a negative reaction towards them, and they're fearful. Totally understandable. But... Like you said, you should just be able to leave people alone if they don't believe in it. It's your thing. No, because in a lot of religions, in Christianity, in Islam, you have to go convert people. That's the idea. Yes. Once everybody joins you, now you've done it. Now you've won. So That's like a, a component a of Jehovah's this Jehovah's Witness type thing. You have to convert. Absolutely. That, that is the end goal. Get everybody to believe this thing. They have to. They're either going to believe it or we're going to kill them. Most religions, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's get everybody on board. Yes. So how can that be ignored? And Noah's Ark. That's true. Yeah, you got to get everybody <laughs> nice. on there. Nice. That's a good one. Two at a time. 
But you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if part of the religion is explicitly yes. you have to get everybody to join the religion, or they're they're out, or we're going to kill them, or whatever, how can you say that that's this is a, totally a perversion of the religion? It's not a, totally a perversion. So it we, is that they are actually acting on it that they're killing, but it says it in the book. Yeah. Speaking it, of perversion, I just have a quick question to ask you since we brought up Noah's Ark. Did it go over your head as a child that why they were putting two of everything on the boat? No, I totally understand. You got it? I had no idea. No idea, me neither. Just got it, to be honest. Guarantee there are- hadn't thought hadn't thought about it since it was taught to me at the age of three. And now I just no, I understood it. Guarantee there's no goddamn gay giraffes on that thing. And for the record, it wouldn't work either because it'd be a lot of incest, a lot, a lot of incest. Well, animals don't care, bro. Because if you only have two pairs, there's only one person for the child to mate with. So it's all incest. Oh, right, it is. Yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of incest. The original one, you're right. Yeah, the entire time. Well, that's the whole Adam and Eve thing. It's like yes, they're but they're not related. They're just made of each other. Like they don't share a parent other than God. Whatever, this isn't, we're not doing We're not this. doing this. No. But anyway, do you, you got any, oh, you know what? You were about to say okay, this well, is insane as we uh, delve back into this. <laughs> Here's my question yeah. for you uh-huh. with this free speech thing. Do you have any of the cartoons what? that were submitted? Do you have any of the actual cartoons that no, were submitted? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. I don't you think that. you should have? I'll tell you cartoons? what, they were offering $12,500 to the winner, the first place prize for this cartoon. Yeah, you could easily draw I'd Muhammad. love to get in there and draw Muhammad. That's you worth do, taking a bullet in the ankle. You do great drawings around the office all yes, the time. Yes, I could easily draw them. And you know what is a big problem just now? The dick on top of the Empire State Building caught my eye again. Oh, I Jesus. had to go up there and break the thing's neck. <sighs> Throw it in the back for a rough <laughs> ride oh and break God. its neck because it caught my eye, dude. Hot button like, issue. What am I going <laughs> to do? It caught my eye. It's upsetting me. That's I'm a psychopath with three x yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't be out there drunk screaming at people. It's weird. <laughs> So I would really have loved it if they did have this event and someone drew a beautiful picture of Muhammad uh-huh. that was not satirical or or a you know a joke, but an honest to God a beautiful portrait right. of what he could have looked like. And I hope that would have won. Two things: yes. you think it's mean, first of all, you thought the contest. No, mean, I so. think the contest is mean but because say- it seems like she's doing it out of spite. She is, but hey, guess what? What? Any depiction of Muhammad is against Islamic law. You're not allowed to depict him in any way. You could draw okay, him fine. with a ten foot dick and gorgeous, and he looks like the king of all shit. Yes. But it doesn't matter. They're not into it, and that's a difference too. Because look around, go to any house, the people who are like really devout Catholic or whatever. There's fucking jeezy pictures all over the place. You know uh, what happened yesterday? No, my, I don't. My mom tried to put up a little uh, Jesus in my apartment, like a little like she. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I, did. I, I didn't know. notice. It was like behind like my bedroom door, and like I pulled the door open to like put a towel on the back of it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what "The fuck is that?" And there was like a little uh, yeah, a little cross. That's hilarious. He's I'm, always watching, bro. He's yeah, always watching. So good. That's well, a creepy. He's watching thing. me bang my girlfriend. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's a creepy thing they tell kids when like somebody dies, where they're like they're still there watching it. It's like so. Oh, my yeah. grandfather's just watching me jerk off now. It's creepy. Yeah, it's weird. Miss you, Pop Pop. I never <laughs> called him Pop Pop. Uh, uh, no, but anyway, so I wanted to read this uh, because this is from a Muslim woman that was th- that's there, like that lives in the town. Yes. And her name is Alia Salem, who is the executive director of local chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations. She says, I think the most disturbing thing is that both the organizers of the event and the perpetrators of the crime are outsiders. Both ent- hmm. entities approached Dallas, Texas with hatred in their hearts mm-hmm. and brought turmoil and fear into our midst. 
And the mayor, Douglas Athis, I guess, the Garland mayor, he says, this event does not involve Garland. Garland is not participating in this as a city in any way. So that's another aspect of this. This asshole shows up in, in this town in Texas, Pamela Geller. She sets up this event. There's People are cool there. The Muslims uh, fit into the community. Yeah, they're, they are part of the community. Yeah, they're part of the community. They're yeah. not doing anything extreme. They're, it's fine. So they're why did she pick them. Dallas? Do we know? Well, because, who knows? Because she probably figured that there's people in Dallas that will be interested. In, who, who knows why? Mm. And, you know, so that's the deal. And then these guys show up because they hear about and it. And they shoot up. And they shoot people. Meanwhile, the one guy, Bruce Joyner, not Bruce Jenner, Bruce Joyner, was the who security we, guard yeah. who we support fully, do whatever you want. Bruce Jenner? Yeah. Yeah. And Bruce Joyner. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Joyner did a great job, too. He got shot in the ankle. That's it. That's what happened. (laughs) Who gets shot in the ankle? This Bruce Joyner fella. (laughs) Imagine if Bruce Jenner got shot in the ankles. That would be crazy news. His whole career would have been fucked. (laughs) Uh, Forget about wearing high heels. Yeah. No, well, I meant back back in the day. He 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 was a runner. Absolutely. You know, he was a runner. Yeah, I understand. Did you go to and everything? No, I did. I knew he was in the Olympics. I guess for some reason. Yeah, I guess I... Yeah, he's a runner, yeah. Yeah. Thank God for Wikipedia, because if it wasn't for that, I would have no idea who Bruce Jenner was. It, it, no. Really? Aside yeah, so from sorry. that Always Sunny episode where that's Charlie's resume is the picture <laughs> of Bruce Jenner <laughs> yeah. from winning the gold, I would have never known. Anyway. Uh, all right. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really have too much more on that. It's just like an interesting thing because I know Gavin McGinnis, who has a podcast here, Free Speech, he put like a video out defending this Pamela Geller as like a free speech advocate and stuff, which... Yeah, but see, I'm conflicted about it because she is kind of a free speech advocate, even to if to use int- it as hate speech, even though. if her intention. But it, but it's hate speech if she's distorting facts, which she is. Yes, but some of the facts are true, and this fucking contest to me is not hate speech. She's doing it to be a nudge, correct? And that is why yeah, she's doing she, it. Okay, fine. But that's fucking that. Def- that is that is fair game in America. Again, you you have I the right to say it. what she's you doing want it to make money. Right, there's a million. Right, it's. it's, I'd say it's. To me, at the end of the day, it's hard to believe anybody else's anybody's motives are anything other than money. Yeah. Well, hers might not be, but even if they are pure or they're not, it doesn't matter. She. You don't think you don't. No, I guarantee she's doing it for money. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and probably to an extent, she does believe what she's saying. I think. Sure, 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 sure. But, but right, there has to be that financial aspect to of what course. you're doing, or else you wouldn't be doing it. She's You'd on be Fox doing something all the time. else. She's doing exactly shit, right? like you need to make. Some, and if you can make some paper while like spewing all this, and I, that's what it is. It's spewing. spewing right. It's not anything else. Um, then why not do it? Absolutely. And so, but she. Sh- but again, the ultimate uh, like what trumps the fact that she's an asshole and doing this thing mm-hmm. is that they act. The, these people actually did react. The way she thought they By would. Sh- right. So in that little sense, she's right. She's so, making a good point. We can draw these cartoons and we're going to get shot. That's insane. That is insane. It's not acceptable and it needs to stop. That's not acceptable. And then, yeah, we don't need Pamela Geller either, but she just did put a spotlight on something. And yes. if they weren't violent, it wouldn't have worked. Correct. So that's all. And you should be able to do that. Even it's not it's not hateful to draw a cartoon. It's just not because they say because people in in of Muslim faith think it's you can't draw them. Then you don't draw them. There's some in Jewish faith you can't write the word God out. They do God G dash D. I can write God. It's fine. That's actually not true. What do you mean that's not true? It's not true. It never happens. You don't have to. It's not a. We don't. You don't. And I'm saying no. I'm orthodox. I was raised orthodox. 
writing G-D is just like the most cheesy shit ever. No one does that. Oh, is it really passe in the yeah. Jewish community? Okay. All you right. Really well, know I stand corrected. Pisses me off. You got yeah. my point there. You can't write out... Um, like there's other names. Well, it's like, like Yahweh, Yahweh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. but that's but that's what I'm saying. Where there's taboo things, but I don't want to follow them, and you're not going to fucking shoot me if I write out God or whatever. You 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 way too know? lazy for that. <laughs> I know exactly. There's no motivation. Turn turn off your mic. <laughs> Shut it off now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what one thing that actually pisses me off, like uh, the dash thing, is when like on the internet someone puts a star or something instead of the U and the fuck or something. I hate seeing that. So like just write the too. fucking word out. Yeah, just or don't use it then, right? Yeah. If you think you got to censor it. Yeah, I agree, Joe. It's, I fucking hate that. It's garbage. Good call. All right. Thank you. Uh, so I think that's about it on that. I mean, it's just an interesting conversation because two assholes don't necessarily make a right, but, you know, it is what it is. Because they're both assholes. Lefts do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Listen, I got this Avengers rape joke clip. You guys ready for this? Yes, I've actually been waiting on episodes to I know, defend I my boy. I, well, my boy don't make mistakes. It's so funny. First of all... Uh, Do you boy- think that's why he's off Twitter? Who? Joss Whedon? Yes. Oh, the, I, I thought that, you were talking about Robert Downey Jr. No, yeah, no, we're no, that get, he's off Twitter we're gonna because the feminists attack him. Shh, we're going to get into it. This is Let's huge. Let's play the clip. This is we're going to blow this up. I this was excited huge. to bring this because I knew Oh, my Joey. God. I haven't even seen the movie, and this is huge. <laughs> I said the magic words. I said Avengers, uh, rape. <laughs> Joey's excited. All right. <laughs> when two things come together. Uh, you should have defended that. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when's this movie coming out? It's, it's, it's out. It's been out. Oh, it's, it's out already. Um, I don't gonna, keep up with the the. Is this a Mar? It's not a Marvel. Is yes, it? it is. Marvel. Oh, it is. Okay, it's uh, a Disney. Who's in? Sh- yeah, who's running these movies now? Disney. Disney, Disney owns them. Oh, okay. How uh, Disney owns? Wow, Marvel. did you see this kid come to life with this? He knows Shh, nothing quiet, about anything quiet, quiet, until quiet. now. Disney yeah. owns Marvel, but earlier on, Marvel had licensed out several characters such as the X Men okay. and Spider Man. Got it. So in comic book world, they're still there, but movie rights, Fox owns them. Okay. And uh, Fox owns X Men. Sony owns Spider Man. Got it. And who like who's been directing like the big superhero movies? Uh, it's Anybody, all different like, people. Big or just uh, Favreau did a few of the Iron Man ones. Yeah, it's a, a, oh, it's did? all different directors. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, it's different people though. Mm-hmm. All right. Russo brothers did Captain America. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh. All right. So anyway, so this is like a just about two minutes. This clip. It's worth listening to. Mm-hmm. I want to. Who makes the rape joke? I'm excited. Well, you'll I can watch it. I want to step through the screen and slap the guy that's doing the narration over this. His voice is infuriating, um, really? which I've I've gotten a few negative comments about. <laughs> about your voice? Yeah. I oh a, yeah. I have a wonderful radio voice. All right. So anyway, so let's do this, and then we'll get into the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, Josh yeah, Whedon yeah. and all this crap. All right. So this is the uh, this is from Slate, incidentally, Slate.com. Which is very hit or miss in their critiques and information. Here we go. Doesn't have to be right. We've had a tough week. We won't hold it against you if you can't get it up. (laughs) Is there really a rape joke in Avengers Age of Ultron? Let's consider the moment for ourselves. The scene is a rare moment of levity for the Avengers. They're all sitting around in what appears to be Tony Stark's office. Was that the joke? No, no, no. No, no, you'll know what the joke is. They're all sitting around in Tony Stark's office like... You know, just dicking around like guys. No, they're superheroes. No, no chicks at all. Of course not. Scarlet's there. No, she's not. She's yeah, not she is. Oh, right? is she? Yeah, yeah. Scarlet's right. there. Scarlet's no, always cool. there. We'll say she's there. Let's. Here we go. I think I saw it. Together, when Thor challenges the crew to try to lift his hammer, the prize is his kingdom, Asgard. Amid inevitable sex jokes, the crew gives it a shot. Right. So if I lift it, I, I then rule Asgard. Yes, of course. I will be reinstituting prima nocta. What's that, Tony Stark? I will be reinstituting prima nocta. 
What is Prima Nocta? I don't get it. Usually, Joe? Oh, go fuck yourself, dude, who made this video. Prima Nocta is... They're, gonna, they're about to explain it. Oh. You let him explain it. So, like, All right, let's see if back in, like, I don't know, I'm not sure what time period, medieval times, on the wedding night, the king had the right to institute Prima Nocta, meaning he gets to break your wife in for the first time take her virginity yeah oh, that's okay. the king gets first rights in having sex and if you ever if you ever uh if you ever saw braveheart that was like yes, what spurred absolutely. the that revolt yeah oh, okay um and you know what fuck well, you, no, no, dude. let's yeah. finish the video and then you can all right good, good job joe you were right on all right refer to as noctis or joie du seigneur these roughly translate to right of first night or right of the lord They refer to the common medieval trope of a local authority asserting his right to claim a woman's virginity on her wedding night. This practice famously appears in Braveheart and as a tool of capitalist oppression in 1984. Most historians have found little evidence it was actually enacted. Most historians have found little evidence that it was actually (laughs) enacted, but I'm still going to make a fucking dumb video about it. Yes. Because, you know, I got to do it. How am I going to get people to click on this if I don't say Avengers has a rape joke in it? But references in medieval literature are not uncommon. The notion seems to have been a powerful contemporary parable. Some scholars argue the term's resonance lied in the very real power imbalances it dramatized, both political and sexual. Read charitably, the start quip is a tossed-off bit of male bravado. But there's no getting around it. This is Iron Man, joking that he will assert power over his fellow Avenger by raping his kingdom's women. That's a nasty punchline. And it's both strange and baffling coming from writer-director Joss Whedon. How... You'll recall that he attracted... Yes, sir? How was he saying he was going to rape the kingdom? If he was able to lift up Thor's hammer, which is obviously a phallic symbol... He was going to reinstate Prima Nocta right. where he got to fuck somebody. At Asgard, yeah. Yes. He'd bang all the new the newlyweds. Yeah, no, it's hard to follow because it, it's idiocy, but let's keep going. But it's only rape if they're not into it. The, and and yes. let's be honest... Everybody wants to fuck Tony Stark. I do. Headlines last month after his angry tweets about sexist dialogue and a clip from another summer blockbuster. By Whedon's own standards, this retrograde banter doesn't belong in a movie in 2015. And it's hard to understand why it's <laughs> in 2015. I will be fair, but in 2015. Do you know the name of this guy? Um, I can get it. Find it out because I'm gonna flame him on Twitter for being an idiot. <laughs> yes. Dude, it's a funny line. It is so funny. It's nonchalant. Tony Stark's character is a dick. And you know what? He says he's something, a playboy, and he's not obviously. He, he's not gonna go around raping people. And the fact you're like, oh, that's rape. Go fuck yourself. It's it's not even. You know. Well, what's interesting he's is king. that he's allowed to do it. What's what's interesting? Well, f- first of all, right. It's based on a first number one. First of all, this is these are fictional characters. Okay, that's number one. Number yes. two, it's a quip by the quippiest guy in all of comic book superhero movies. The quippiest movies. quip maker. Yeah, the quippiest quip maker. <laughs> that might be a good title. Uh, I, I don't know how to spell that. Just try. <laughs> try to write it down. It's Q-W. No, just figure it out. Q-U-I. Uh, Q-U-I. Just, Joey, just do it. Anyway, so like, okay, right, it's a tossed off thing. Also, he's not going to be able to lift the hammer and he knows it. Right, so it's like it's all hypothetical, even in a this fictional realm. This is such a stupid conversation. The guys no, are awesome. Jeffrey. No, it's not <laughs> awesome. The it's guys just fucking dumb. <laughs> the guys are Jeffrey Bloomer and Daniel Hubbard are the guys that wrote the article. So I'm assuming that they had something to do with the video. Okay, Jeffrey Bloomer, Daniel Hubbard. Yeah, if they could both just go out and concentrate on putting their dick, in especially a woman because instead of making these stupid fucking videos, Joss Whedon cool. is, or in a man, whatever they're into. Joss Whedon's like the like. Pff, he he 
all he does is female characters, and he and he gets him right, and he gets him right. All he, yeah, all he does right. is try to like show his fan base that he's trying to be sensitive and all that. And you know, every year at um, like the panels of Comic Cons and shit, there's always one fan that asks him, asks him, though, how do you write? He's like, why do you, you know? He's like, oh, why do you write such strong women people? Character. Yeah, and then he always says, because you keep asking me that question. And, yeah. you know, and you know, if somebody, if you're going to like go after that one line in that tiny, like, I don't even remember that part really that well. You know, I no, just remember that. I remember the hammer. That's all like them trying to lift the hammer. I don't remember yeah, him. I laughed in the theaters when I saw that, but like nobody caught it. That's the thing. Nobody yeah, no one caught, that. caught it. Nobody caught the prima Nocta joke. It was like, oh my God, nobody did. The only people that did catch it were people that are like, we got him. We got Joss Whedon now. Joss Whedon. Yes, Joey quit Twitter, but. People are saying that he didn't really quit it because of like getting attacked over this. Yeah, he just like took a break from Twitter. But I'm sure. Well, he I, I'm telling you, it was definitely not over this. I guarantee he gets shit like this all the time. Oh, Gu- yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, well, how's that even rape? How that's that's well, well it's I rape don't even want to get the king has the right to attack because we're gonna get you know we're gonna get blasted no, for saying like no. Because I said if she's not if she's into it then it's not rape, well, which I'm sure I'll get blasted. But that for but that it, is def- like, by definition not, not rape. rape. But right, rape. like if she's like into it, then <laughs> yeah. But the idea that, that a guy sex, that can just fuck her. anyone because of his position of power that's rape. That's what prima noct is. Fine. I just wanted to bring it up because it's like, what, what are you doing? There's so many real things that you could worry about. Not a second long reference to a fictional it gets thing that up. may or may not have happened in the past yeah but just listen like, to one of our shows like or any of the shows on this network there's other shit to talk about there's plenty right. of there's listen to any of our shows there's way more important shit i just wanted to highlight this because i thought it was funny and joey was gonna get involved in it but i i was not expecting this of i course. i i thought it was gonna be like a like the hulk did something yeah um, he is green and massive. I'm sorry, I have, I have green pants. I'm gay. My shorts are purple. <laughs> Yo, list. Uh, all right, so we, uh, you know what? I had this thing about the the um, Rutgers just trying to diversify their mascot, which was sent to us on Twitter by at Scooter Mullen. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate. It. He's a TFM fan. He said he's a crossover. He's a big fan of the show, which we really appreciate. Oh, nice. Thank you. He sent this article about the Ru- uh, the Russian, the Rutgers trying to change their mascot to. Increased diversity. Uh, we're, we'll talk about it next week or we'll get to it another time because I think we're going to run out of time. We're, we're sort of running a little late here. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's something we're, we're going to get into. Whatever. Let's get into it very quickly. Basically, what they're doing is because the school has a lot of like diversity, mm-hmm. this guy, uh, I wrote his name down, Emmett Brennan, who's like the student parliament mm-hmm. like guy, he got this bill passed. Because the school's quite diverse, and he thought, you know what? The mascot, the Scarlet Knight, is white with blue eyes. Maybe we should have multiple mascots, which, cool. I think that's a good idea. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, have a, a, a black Scarlet Knight, have an Asian Scarlet Knight, a Mexican one. Who cares? And let them all run around, and they'll have a bunch. Have a green one. Have a blue one. See, I, I'll be honest with you. Anytime I think of a knight, I just think of silver. Like, some guy all down on silver. You can't tell what color he is. Well, that's not Kinda his like skin. Kind of like a stormtrooper. That's not his skin. What is this? <laughs> that's hilarious and he's is that your sister sent you that no it's my uh my sis cousin-in-law she's oh, okay. she's married to my cousin anyway yeah she showed me what a picture. is that y- your cousin okay it's fine it's fine uh somebody got a tattoo that looks a lot like andy mm-hmm. uh, any a any android like- or samsonite <laughs> fan out there that gets a 
tattoo of Andy on them, you could be on the show for an episode. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. And I'll pay for it. <laughs> okay. Don't go that far. That's crazy. No, no, no. How big does it have deal, to be? I had a deal with one of my friends. I was like, um, we were out for a bachelor party for my cousin's wedding, actually. And I was like, he was like, I'll pay for it if I can, if you get my face tattooed on you. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's hilarious. Yeah. We talked about that for a while, Joey. Remember Mount Friendsmore? Yep. We wanted Joey to get a full back tattoo of me and like three of our other friends, like Mount Rushmore, on his back. Yeah. But he refused to do it so far. We'll see what happens. Maybe one day when I get jacked and it would yeah, look better. We'll, we'll keep waiting on that. Anyway, back to this <laughs> Rutgers thing. I, to me, whatever. I, you know, we could have got into it a little bit better, but we might as well talk about it while, while I just brought it up. Like, I don't see the big deal in having just a white mascot. I also don't see the big deal in having multiple mascots or a black mascot or whatever. It, it, you know, it's fine. I think stuff like that, there's, why argue with that? That's fine. Yeah, that whatever. makes sense, right? So it's like, let everybody rep- be represented. Okay. The last thing I wanted to get Could to- Could we turn the mascot to be like a rainbow? Like all different colors? Sure, that'd yeah. be a good idea. I like that. But then it's just catering to the gays. And then what about what if you're straight? It's a whole nine, you know. And and what about women? Because it's a night, so obviously it's not That's a woman. True. So now you have to Yeah, but then but then now you're only just focusing on two genders. What if it's a third gender like Bruce Jenner, who's a man a woman in a man's body? Now Jesus you're just going Christ. down a rabbit hole, Jenny. Yeah. And that becomes the problem when you're trying to do stuff, which they talked about in the article where it's yes. like we brought in a bunch of different people and like people expressed concerns that it was going to look weird or whatever. It's like, yeah, of course. Cause it is, you, you just got to pick one and go with it. But maybe if you had multiple ethnicities and sexes and genders, sure. Just have <laughs> 20 mascots on the sideline. That'll be fun. Uh, all right. That, yeah, what do you think? We're at an hour. We're at five thirty. Joe, how much time do you think we have? Like 10 minutes, maybe we got huh? less, less. Okay. We got to get um, invasion in here. All right. You know well, what? May what you, I just bring up a topic yes, that's it's important and you said we could do absolutely. it? Absolutely. Let me Thank just you. let me just say this. So we're going to get into this John Jones thing. John Jones, the you whatever, but he's the light was the former light heavyweight champion, undefeated mm-hmm. except for a no decision. He had a no contest. That's no, bullshit. Because they stripped uh, Andy asked why is he the former? They stripped the title from him. They've dropped him from the UFC rankings, and he's out of his most recent fight. He's suspended indefinitely because he got involved in a hit-and-run accident, broke a woman, a pregnant woman's arm in the accident, ran away from the car, came back to grab shit out of the car, was spotted by an off-duty police officer who was like, hey, that's John Jones. What and are you doing? He's facing felony hit-and-run uh, charges. He's probably going to go to jail. So really Holy shit. Massive deal in the UFC. That's a really big deal. That's like Michael Jordan go- doing this. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, it's incomparable. It's never happened in the sport. It's insane. And it just sucks all the way around. So that, I, that was something we could have gotten into. He really time, turned but. out to be much more of a douche than we all put. And like, I, I know we had all heard that, that like in real life, the guy was a total fucking asshole. And yeah, like, that there was two and, John Joneses. Yeah, so that there like, was yeah. the one that was like, hey, man, I'm just a, I, I'm a great fighter and, and six, six fights and this is how I sound. And then I move on to this fucking guy who's roaring at fucking yeah. UFC events like a fucking animal. Like, that's like, well, yeah. he, he, I get that he embraced, like, the role of, like, I'm, and, and again, it's all for money. I don't blame him. Like, he was able to become, like, I think he's still behind St. Pierre in, like, total overall earnings. But, 
Like, he is, like, he's the face of the UFC, and, like, he was a young kid. He blew up into this thing. Sure, do your thing, but, like, it was revealed that he was much more of a dick than this awesome all-American kid from upstate New York that we all thought he was. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he makes, obviously, he's making bad choices. It's interesting. You know what happened? Uh, he got scared. He thought he was going to lose everything, so he ran. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I, I know why he did well, it, and there but, was, and, and, but he was high. He had, like, uh, you know, weed in the car and a pipe. Like, yeah. he's just making dumb choices and, for like, a guy, you know. And and again, like, and I think he's new to drugs. Also, I probably I think he is. He's only twenty seven. That's the other thing. Exactly, but I think he's new to drugs because I think he grew up in that all athlete family. And I think like yeah, no, it wasn't around. Both they were very god involved. And and I think um, I think he came to drugs later after he got famous. And if you look in the past, people coming to drugs after fame, it. Not Normally doesn't price. end well. No, it doesn't. And that's a great point, Eddie. Just because, yeah. So that's all I'm gonna say. The, if you guys want to get into that more, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast he did with Sam Harris, which is a great uh, episode to begin with. It's really a good one to listen to. But he gets into it, and part of his point is he goes, "Fighters are impulsive people to begin with because they're fighters. They're yeah. also getting head trauma, which makes you more impulsive. Not that he's yep. letting him off the hook no. at all. He gets no, no, into no. that he's not, but he's saying." Maybe this plays a part in it. Anyway, sure, it's that's just sure huge it news, and it sucks absolutely. because he was going to fight uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson at the end of May, which is going to be a fan goddamn-tastic fight. Oh, my I'm God. I'm so glad Rumble's back, Me by too. the that way. Like, he's, a, he's a good fighter. I always thought he was, and I, and I got confused. I think he kind of just went off the rails personally for a little bit. He was having weight-cutting issues. He was trying to fight at 170. Now he's fighting at 205. Right. He was sense. having he was always having weight-cutting issues, but I think there was also some personal shit in there, Yeah, too. there yeah, might probably. have been, but in any I event. I think there was, but anyway, he's been back on the upswing. He's fighting great. And well, he's and now he's poised to probably become exactly. the champion. Stay he's, at 205 and just keep kicking they ass. They replaced... Too. Uh, John Jones with Daniel Cormier, who John Jones beat the last time for the oh, okay. so, They did that. Yeah, that's they what they gave doing. it to Cormier. Yep, because who are you going to give it to? You got to do something. Why? Who would they give it to otherwise? Why would you give it to Cormier? Why wouldn't you give it to fucking Carlos Condit? He's not at that weight class. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he wants Condit to bump up two weight classes to fight for the title. All right, interesting. We'll talk to Dana White about that. I don't want him to fight for the title. I just want you to give Condit a championship. Uh, I know. I, I Condit's the best fighter without a title. Right he now, is probably. All right, He's such an animal. We got a little further than we we could have, but mm-hmm. go check out that Joe Rogan experience where he talks about it. It's interesting, and that's just a, an insane thing, especially when the Rumble Johnson John Jones fight would have been way more exciting than the Mayweather. Pacquiao oh, fight, God. which what did uh, what did Dana White say by the way about this? Because yeah, John Jones is like his yeah, well he's his golden goose, like, right? Yeah. Uh, not anymore. He's not. His uh, his exact quote was: "A lot of people know John's had a lot of chances. This one was his last chance. He's got to handle his business outside of the octagon, and then we'll see where he goes from there." Obviously, he's one of our biggest stars. He was on his way to becoming one of the greatest ever, and he's got some legal problems he's got to deal with now. So we suspended him, stripped him of the title, and he's got some work to do outside of the sport. Then we'll decide when he comes back. In so. five years? He said when, not if. He's good. I mean, he's he would do let it. him come back. Within course, five years. We'll, we'll see what five happens. Years. All right. No, it's not five years. It can't be that. It won't be five years. It can't be that. It can be the max. Well, he might go to jail year. for 20 years. I mean, he could face serious jail time for this. Why? What do you mean? Why? It's a hit he, and it's run. A, it's a hit and run felony. He hurt a person. Plus the drugs. He, he's got drugs in the car. He ran away. He could be going to jail for quite a while. Where was this? In New Mexico? Yeah. Where he lives? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a fucked up situation. It's a bad situation. But he might be. He got more money. To, he'll get the right representation. I think oh, he'll, be he'll get of course, the best lawyers but he, in but New Mexico. But it's yeah. going to be hard to get around this one. All right. 
What, what do you got, Joe? Is there something you really wanted to get to? Yeah, that was just a quick update with Gamergate. Oh, sweet Mary. I'm excited. So in D.C., there was Gamergate. Uh-huh. They were meeting at the local bar 16. Again, who? For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Gamergate was a big thing that started in, I think, episode one or two. Yes, back in October. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to those episodes, do a little research, because it's been a recurring thing. We haven't talked about it in a while because there hasn't been much of an update, but nope. Joey, I'm very proud of you for staying on top of it. So Please continue. On Friday, about 200 people came together to share their love of video games. Okay. And it turns out that some dick tweeted uh, this current tweet, and they had to evacuate it because of a bomb threat. And give your Twitter. Go ahead. I, I was implying that you were the dick. Oh, I wasn't me. wasn't I. Okay. I have multiple bombs planted around the area. Uh the hashtag GG in DC is being held in. If hashtag GG in DC is not evacuated within one hour, it will detonate. Oh, wow. So apparently... You could someone, definitely go to jail for that. Yeah. So nobody <laughs> knows who did it, but apparently they're claiming that there is a gentleman who is anti-Gamergate. His name is Arthur Cho. Now, one again, once again, the mm-hmm. Gamergate people in this context are the feminists? No, in this case, it wasn't even a bunch of feminists. It was a, bun- a bunch of different people. It's so good. Once again, if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> this is the most confusing story of all time. We still don't really once understand again, it. Once again, if you don't know what you're talking about or what we're talking about, neither do we. Yeah, we have okay. no idea. Except for Joey. Joey seems so, to get it. So the, Seems to. So in this case, the grouping people at Local Ball 16... Well, lesbians, blacks, transsexual, gays. Okay. Uh, all right. And first of all, first of and history all. professionals who made up a an event and they all came together to show their What's the love event of video called? games. What's the event called? They called it Gamergate. They did call it Gamergate. So yes. Gamergate was the targeted event. Where was it held? At a local bar. It was at a bar. In D.C. Not like a convention center. No. It's not no, a no, 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 no. No, it was just a meetup. It, it, it was a Gamergate like meetup. Yes. Of how many people? About 200 or 250. Oh, so it's a decent size. Okay. It's a decent it, size. It, it's a meetup group. It, it was like... Okay. Right, yeah, cool. a social. A social gathering. It was a social gathering, and Arthur Cho, who apparently is a columnist for... A what? What's a... Com- oh, a columnist. A columnist for Salon? Columnist? A columnist for Salon. Salon, okay. Salon. is a great, is a great, Salon, great website yeah. that Kurt Metzger, White Precious, is a big fan Salon of. is okay. the very... That's the one we were trying to think of the other yeah, day, I, I know, yeah. I know. Okay. John said it actually in the office. I was like, God damn it, Salon. Salon's like ah. ultra-liberal, houses a lot of like these femi- like extreme feminist ideas and things okay. like that. Okay, so he writes for them, and he got famous because uh. he was on Jeopardy. Oh, I know Arthur Cho. Sure. Yes. He was brilliant on Jeopardy. Yes. Drove people crazy because he didn't pick an order. Like, he wouldn't go 800, 1,000. He would pick all over yeah, the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. It worked because the guy made a shitload of money. He did a good job. So they feel that he or one of his supporters was the person who caught in the bomb threat. One of Arthur Cho's supporters would have? Yes. Oh, why? He's anti-Gamergate? Yes. This thing is just just an amalgam of confusion that I just don't yeah. I don't understand it. Amalgam of confusion, Joey. Yes. You're gonna write those Ooh, mal- I, I don't even know how to spell Just that. Try it. Uh, all right. So thank a you. Thank you for that. Confusion. Thank you for that Gamergate update. I really appreciate it. Um, good episode. I think it was a little bit lighter. I think we had some fun. We covered some good stuff. Uh, Andrew Genelosi, do you have a song for the end of this episode? Uh, yeah. You're gonna surprise the kids with this? Yep. All right. So stick around. You'll find out what Andy picked for us. Uh, if you need to know what song it is, just ask me. I'll tell you. Yeah. No. We'll put it up in the. 
No, let them out. Look, you guys want to... We... You should be able to... All right. At this point, there's like... We're on what? Episode 20? 30. This is episode 30. This is episode the big 30. 30, 30 cool. dirty. All right. Dirty 30. <laughs> oh, can we call it dirty 30? We can. You're fired. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe will be replaced in episode 31. Good, Eddie. What? <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, that's it for Joe. Yeah. And uh, no, okay. So... I, 30 episodes, I probably picked, what, 26 songs? Yeah, 25, yeah, 26. 25, 26. So you should be able to tell artists apart and tell voices. Oh, interesting. All right. Tweet Andrew Genalosi. It's at A underscore Losey. Let him know who you think this artist is. I mean, if you really want to know, you can tweet me at, at Manstamp, and I'll just tell you. You can also get in touch with at Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z. He will probably be feeling pretty bad about himself and looking for a new podcast, so you can console him. <laughs> Uh, you can also go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory stamps and subscribe to this podcast. We'd love it. Please leave some comments on the SoundCloud page. I always answer them and I appreciate the feedback. Email us mandatory Samson at gmail.com. That's a really easy to remember email address. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, thank you so much to little Joe Harari over there. He did a nice job uh, recording this thing. We appreciate it. And yeah, that's about it. So we're going to finish up with a song. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening. Share it. Spread the word. We really love you guys, and we'll definitely talk to you next week. Yeah!